BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Toast and Happy. Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. Hey, Jax, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Claude. I know you're looking forward to the weekend, even though your weekend is kind of already kicked off. Yeah, it's off It's off without a hitch. You're in the midst of your weekend? I'm, I'm midsty. How's your weekend going? It's going great. Would you like someone to butter your weekend? (laughs) Good one. Good one. Would you like us to assign someone to To butter butter your your muffin? muffin? Um, Weekend is going off great. I'm in the Hamptons, podcasting live from the Hamptons. I uh, hit up a a spritz event yesterday at Surf Lodge, which was just an absolute blast. Great way to kick off the weekend. Um, It's raining, which is so disgusting and really kind of offensive to my people um but other than that I'm having a great weekend how's your I know it feels like we're podcasting on a Saturday because yesterday felt like a Friday but it's Friday today yes it's Friday today officially Friday happy for everyone the weather is gloomy which I kind of am feeling like I was sleeping and it was rain was driving thunder lightning and Mm -hmm. I was like this is just truly gorgeous for me but not for someone who trekked out to the Hamptons for the weekend and who was hoping to perhaps catch a tan. Right. Not no. great news. So I'm sorry. Your loss is my gain. But And I do have the Stride brother in here. The rain held off for their walk this morning. So they were, really, they were feeling hashtag grateful. And now they're just pooped. Okay. Well, while the rain is obviously not what I wanted to hear this morning, I heard something else this morning that is exactly what I wanted to hear. Ooh. And what is that? Somebody made an amazing point. Who? I believe it was someone in our Facebook group. Um, Because, you know, yesterday you and I were really kind of struggling, you know, trying to figure out a way to make the uh, writer strike about us. Right. And I do believe I have successfully found a way to make it about us. Ready? Okay. So there's a litany of things that people in SAG are not allowed to do while the strike is ongoing. You know, of course, working on any projects, touring, promoting projects. Mm -hmm. So that means that uh, nobody can go on smart lists while the writer's strike is going on. And that means no 
you know, big stars going on the podcast and, you know, automatically shooting that podcast episode up to number one on the charts. You know, we're we're kind of consistently number two these days. And I think our hopes of perhaps eclipsing, I don't know, all the smartless guys are in SAG. Like, do you think they'll stop the podcast as yeah. a part of the strike? I don't know. That's I don't what know. I w- that was my next question. Okay, so this is a lot to process. Obviously, yeah, I understand. it's a little bit exciting. But yeah. I also think like they're so far ahead in how many episodes they bank that like we won't feel the effects for a while. Like That's it's true, not- but is them releasing episodes with other people promoting things a, a violation of the strike? I don't think so because then Barbie can't come out next week. Right? Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, again, not to make everything about us, but this writer's strike is impacting me in other ways as well, you know. I think I said this maybe on the Patreon or on the regular Toast episodes this week. I can't remember. But I um, had the privilege of being invited to the Oppenheimer premiere because Josh Peck, one of our good guys, podcast host, is in Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got the call yesterday, you know, the premiere was off. Oh, no. In tandem with the strike. So, like, you know, I finally get invited to something cool and I can't even go. That's messed up. I know. We do have more strike news today, so we will get into it. I am going to start to think about, like, how this smart list stuff could affect us and if they should even be putting out episodes, like, while they're – comrades are on strike I just feel like it's kind of it's in kind bad of taste deaf. yeah yeah it's giving out of touch <laughs> but I do I don't I'm pretty sure podcasting is not a part of like SAG even though the the three of them are SAG members you know what I mean right right and also like it's unscripted so that's not like right. part of the writers but as we've noticed like a lot of people are foregoing things that have nothing to do with SAG just to stand with SAG like how the MTV awards were canceled. And Lala um, Ken said she wouldn't go, even though she's not in, you know, I don't believe she, she actually might be in SAG, but not from Vanderpump Rules. No, like she, people were like not going to those award shows to stand with the writers. Right. So like maybe right. you shouldn't put out your podcast to stand with the writers. Yeah, I actually think it would be a very bad look if the Smartless guys continue to put out episodes while the strike <laughs> is ongoing. I really, I think it would be in, in very poor taste. I agree. They're the only ones in comedy, though, who I feel that way about because they're, like, such beacons in the film and TV industry. But they actually are. Like, we're not even joking. Like, yeah, they are. everyone else is just, like, a slob like us, you know, like, right. trying and to make a joke. And we slobs... We slobs have no, you know, backbone. We have no principles. We, we don't, we're not married to anyone. We're not unioned. We don't need to stand for anything. And we don't. <laughs> and we don't. And we but won't. But the smartless guys, you know. Won't. And we won't. And the smartless guys, you know, they're so principled. Well, you know what? Now is the time to see if you really are. So if they continue to put out episodes, I just think that'll be disgusting. Yeah. And I, I think they might have to be canceled. <laughs> Hashtag smartless is over party. Smartless is over party. <laughs> I think it's a it's really kind of the only choice we have it, yeah. to support just to support the writers. You know, we have to cancel smartless. It's so clear what our choice needs to are. be done. Hundred percent. So do with that what you will. Do with that what you will. And think, you know, the next time you want to go listen to a fabulous episode of Smartless, say, is this what the writers would want? No. Am I, are my choices affecting the writers? It's true. But you can rest easy knowing, like, Claudia and I have nothing to do with the industry, with SAG, Mm -hmm. with anything in any real official capacity. Like, if it's legit, they don't know us. Yeah, like, we, if you need just kind of to be, like, a little bit more clear... (laughs) We are just 
We are seriously <laughs> irrelevant uglies. We are nomads. We are tied to nothing and nobody. Like, we are untethered. We are rootless. Like, we stand for nothing. So it is okay. This episode is safe. Like, you can listen. It's so true. Like, I can't stress that enough, you know? Yeah. And I just, I have a feeling, Jackie, like, dead serious, like, we might hit number one. Like, I'm being for real. If there ever, we always say, like, if Smart Loose goes on vacation. No. If there ever was a time, it would be now. You think it's today? No, I'm telling you, it will be, like, in a few weeks. No, no, sorry. I'm not saying today. I'm saying, like, during this strike. Like, this is our moment. Oh my God, I'm looking at the charts right now and the Smartless episode that is number four, not number one because Tom Holland was on, but number four, and it's very clear why it's not number one, is um, the live from Boston MIT professor. Oh. Oh. The way I'm like obsessed with Smartless and I have literally never listened to an episode. Yeah. No, but you watch their show, so yeah, you know stuff. So I know something. And because they put some of the live episodes in their docu-series so right you're familiar now i'm familiar well all's that to say make sure to listen to the toast and if you're listening on spotify that's so great we think thank you so much for the support but like maybe head over to apple you know leave a review yeah maybe just like for this one episode stop what you're doing switch over to apple and we just can like conglomerate yeah we can combine our forces yeah kind of like the writers <gasps> there's power in numbers mm-hmm I'm glad I got that off my chest. Me as well. I look forward to seeing if this bears any fruit um, and if your theory is correct. Yeah, I want, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing like what the smartless guys, they're probably panicking. Like, oh my God, the toast is coming for our neck. What do we do? We can't let them be number one. That's probably like they're having a meeting on Zoom right now for sure. Hey, guys. Hey, boys. Hey, boys. Uh, a collab soon? Co- collab. That's a lot like, of if- people on one podcast. I think we'd have to go separately. Mm, I wouldn't want to do it without you. So true. I don't want to do anything without you. It's so true, yet you're in the Hamptons gallivanting without me. How's my boy? Jackie's watching Theo for the weekend. I must have called four times last night. Like, I'm obsessed. How is he? He's so great. You called me when I was already, like, in the bedroom. I figured you had, like, like, turned in for the night. I turned in. It's lights out. Uh, But he is doing great. Him and Harry are having such a blast. Bruno is having his internal struggle, but he does get his moments, like, of... Of joy. Being mommy's sweet angel, and and that buoys him to get to the next day. But overall, it's been really lovely. I'm so glad. And, you know, you and I did chat last night, but I think everyone should know, like, I was in... I was in the Uber with Brian, and he was asking me so many questions about the camper, the counselor, you know, like dad energy. He just had questions. Mm-hmm. And I was like trying to recite what I know of the book from memory. But to be honest, I need to memorize the whole thing because like I couldn't, I couldn't hack it. And so I just decided to, what if I just call Jackie up and get a live reading from the author herself? And we all were in the car. We like put the phone up and Jackie read the book for us. You guys, like literally everyone was crying in the back of this Uber. Um, and I just felt like it was a great moment for mothers, for fathers, for campers, for counselors. And I think everybody should head over to thecamperandthecounselor.com to get a copy. You, or head over to Talk Shop Live to get a signed copy. Are they still available? They are still available. All of the links to all of the different retailers are in my bio. Or you could go to camperandcounselor.com. You could get it straight up on Amazon. You know, if that's, straight up. If that's how you like to do it. Um, you could go to IndieBound, Trulia, if you want to support small bookshops. Like, there's a million ways to skin this cat and get this book. So thank you to everyone who's already pre-ordered. And if you've been on the fence, like, pull the trigger. Just do it. Like, Nike. What if you just 
pre-ordered the book. The winding camp roads give me goosebumps and chills. Guy just... That was me driving to the Hamptons yesterday. I'm like, Ben, are these winding camp roads giving you goosebumps and chills? <laughs> oh, another major life update. Have you ever had Blaze Pizza? Uh, yes, I have because I did like an ad for them literally oh. six years ago. Okay, like I obviously know what it is. It's it's one of a, it's like a newer fast food, tr- f- you know, place. It's not like it's not an obvious one. You know, it's not like McDonald's or Burger King. But me and Ben were driving to the Hamptons, and oh my god, I was so fucking hungry. I thought I was gonna faint, and like I just needed to. You know, when you need to eat, like eat the first thing that you see in your line of vision. Yeah, that was me. And I just I saw a Blaze Pizza, and I was like, what if I just got Blaze Pizza? I'd never had it before. Um, well, all I know about it is that they serve pizza, and I think it's partially owned by LeBron James. So I was like, okay. A convergence of my two things, pizza and celebrities. And I, my expectations were low. I'm not going to lie. When I tell you it was so fucking delicious, like, it's basically like Chipotle for pizza. Like, you could just make your own pizza and it's like really thin crust. It was so good. Like, me and Ben were obsessed. And they had fountain soda. Oh, and I walked in and guess what song was playing? I knew I was going to have a positive experience when I heard this song. I think you put it on your story. I said it was country. So there's the genre. Lou Combs? No, it's like kind of a deep cut. It's not an obvious country. But for us, we love her and it. Who? It's a song we're always singing. I don't know. Diane. Oh, wow. I promise I didn't know he was your man. By Cam. Like, so random. I was like, oh, this place is lit. And then me and the guy who were making the pizza, like, we kind of had this unique connection. Um, He thought I was hilarious and therefore, you know... I adored him because the, you know, the number one way to my heart is just to tell me I'm funny. Oh my God, he was cackling. And I didn't even say anything that funny. I was just like, oh man, I can't find my husband. Ben was like walking around the block looking for something else. I'm and like, then, we're just going to eat Blaze Pizza. And then you never found your husband again. Now you have a new husband. Now I slept with the Blaze Pizza guy. He's here with me this weekend. <laughs> is he going to be our sports correspondent on the podcast today? Uh, no, he's not really into sports. Oh, what's he into? Pizza. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was. I just wanted to say, like, I'm. I kind of pride myself on being, you know, really well versed in the fast food universe, and I had like never had it, and now that I have, like, I will be having it again. It was excellent. Okay, great. Are you going to go to that one on your way home so you can see your man? It was honestly. <laughs> yes, it was honestly gorgeous. It was so clean. I used the bathroom too, and it was like so divinely clean. Um, except I will say, I got a chocolate chip cookie, and it was one of the most disgusting things I've ever had in my life. Like I actually couldn't even finish it, which is so not like me, because even a bad chocolate chip cookie is like still a cookie. Yeah, it's still like cookie flour sugar. I mean, chocolate flour sugar. Cookie flour sugar. So it was disgusting, and they need to work on that. But they sold beer and wine, and I'm like, how do we? We need to get spritz and blaze. We do. Also, like maybe you should have done the partnership with Blaze six years ago. No, literally, <laughs> I'm obsessed. Or today, and not it's... you, Jackie. Not you, just kind of like sitting on this secret of Blaze. Like you knew and you didn't tell me. Yeah, no. And I remember there's not a Blaze in the city, so I had to go outside. I think I went uh, to towards New Jersey for it. Mm, I went to Queens. Blaze takes you to amazing places. No, they really do. And, like, there were all these, like, teenagers. It's clearly, like, a local spot where, like, everybody just, like, chills. And, like, it's, like, a nice after-school hangout because it was, like, Thursday, maybe 3 o'clock. Like, they had just gotten out of school. They're, like, eating pizza, like, playing on their phones. Like, it just honestly was kind of idyllic. Wow. Beautiful day. It really was. It took us forever to get to the Hamptons yesterday. Literally, if you do the drive to the Hamptons, it's one highway. Literally, it's the Long Island Expressway the entire way. It's the most boring drive because you just don't do anything. And when we get in the car, Ben's like, I have a Google Maps. Ben doesn't use Apple, so I have Google Maps. All s-. He's like, let's use Waze. 
I'm like, why? Google Maps. Like, I'm like, what's the big deal? He's like, I like to see Waze tells you when there are cops. I'm like, oh, okay. So because oh, he's Waze. an insane fucking driver. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to yeah, call the cops on him. He's dodging the popo, you know? I'm going to say, get his, your guys' new license plate number. Yeah. And I'm going to yeah. call whenever I'll, I'll track you. Yeah. Because I have your GPS. And then I'll call the local sheriff and say, there's a madman on the LIE. So we used Waze, and when I tell you, we were not on the Long Island Expressway for one minute. I didn't even know there was a way to get to the Hamptons that doesn't just take the LIE all the way to Manorville. Like, I, we were, and it, the time kept going up. Like, literally, we were supposed to get there, I think, 3.55. We got here at 5 o'clock. It was the longest drive ever. By the time we got out of the car, like, we were so fucking done with each other. We were, like, literally hating, hating each other's guts. And I think that's kind of why the Blaze Pizza guy was so, like, easily able to come between us, because we were vulnerable. You were vulnerable. And so you're saying Waze took you on a... Bad path. Yeah, it wasn't the ways to go. And that's what Waze does now. Like, people are still, like, living in this fantasy that Waze, like, yeah. you'll circumvent the traffic and you'll find yeah. new streets that nobody knows about. Like, Waze is ruined, you guys. Don't bother. No, like, you will. You will circumvent the traffic and you will find new roads. But, like, at what cost? No, and everyone else who's using Waze is on those roads. Yes, it's so true. There was, like, all these other forlorn cars clearly going to the Hamptons on these, like, random ass back roads we were all just looking at each other what have we done right so those of us who are a step ahead are going back to the major highways where everyone has left because they're following ways yeah so that was like a little bit about my day thus far okay well thank you for sharing you're welcome thank you for opening up it's been a pleasure and how was your party oh the spritz party was fabulous you know I hadn't been to Surf Lodge on a Thursday night ever. If you go on – Surf Lodge is like, you know, for those who don't know, like the one of the most popular places to go out in Montauk. And it's a madhouse on the weekends. Like it's so fun, but it's so packed. And I guess like on the weekdays, they do different types of events that are much more chill. And oh my God, it was heavenly. Like because if you've been to Surf Lodge, it's so beautiful. It's on the water and it's a sunset. But it's hard to focus on the beauty of it all on the weekends because it's just so packed, so much energy, so many people. It was so civilized. There was like a live band. We had drinks. We had dinner. It was amazing. I literally, I so underrated to go on a Thursday night. It was so beautiful. We had a great time. Then we just came back and swam. I went to bed early, watched a little young Sheldon. It was, it was gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah, really good stuff. Well, we'll set you a sail on your weekend. First, we have to deliver the Fast Five stories, plus a little TV recap. I watched Kardashians. I don't think you did. I did not. But the fifth and final story will is coupled with the TV recap. So okay. without further ado, here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know. And the Fast Five stories that you need to know is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Jackie and I love to invest, whether it's in purses, clothing, shoes. We are always making sure to shop smart with eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay authenticators are there, verifying every detail of your purchase. eBay Authenticity Guarantee protects buyers from fakes and gives them the assurance that they're getting the real deal. Because what is worse than spending time and money scouring the internet for your next purchase, only to later find out that you've been scammed? With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you will never get faked over again. The service currently covers eligible items across sneakers, watches, handbags, jewelry, and streetwear. Jackie and I feel more confident in ordering online knowing that an expert at eBay is authenticating our items. Any purchase backed by Authenticity Guarantee is sent to the authentication team who personally inspects. They inspect the item, they check it against the listing, and authenticate it. In a world full of fakes, it's time to get real with eBay Authenticity Guarantee. 
So ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. That's ebay.com for terms. Make sure to check that out because it's investing season. We all want to look our best. Summer sales, summer things. You know, we've all got weddings to attend. And we want to invest in good things. We want to make sure that they're, you know, the real deal. So ebay.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Impossible Foods. It is hot grill summer, you know? We got to cook meat. We're all outside this summer, not today because it's raining. But Impossible Foods wants you and your grill to join them in making meat history. So as you may or may not know, Impossible Beef is yum, 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 delicioso. It tastes like beef, and historically speaking, you know, beef is delicious. But it's made from plants. And Impossible has zero animal hormones and 19 grams of protein per serving. Plus, it's better for the planet. And where would the planet be without meat made from plants? So if you're looking for options on what to grill this summer, grab Impossible. We uh, we eat a lot of Impossible, Jackie specifically, because she uh, likes, you know, plant-based meat and she, we keep kosher. Um, I just had an Impossible Beef burrito on a Delta flight that was so unbelievably delicious, which was a real treat for me because I can never uh, eat meat on planes because it's not kosher. Um, so Impossible is just kind of out here changing the game for everyone and everything. Their beef patties are so good. It's so good for the planet. It's good for you. It has 19 grams of protein. It's just a fabulous alternative. So this summer when you're thinking about grilling, you know, think about your vegetarian friends. Think about your friends who are trying to, you know, minimize their meat consumption. Think about your kosher friends and head over to the Impossible Food section at your local grocer and, you know, think of others, okay? So let's make meat history today. Head over to the meat aisle at your local store, grab some Impossible Beef or patties, and get grilling because it's hot grill summer and some of us are hungry. So thank you, Impossible Foods, for sponsoring today's episode. Thank you. You're welcome. Our first story, I will say these stories are in no particular order. Okay. Joe Jonas reveals an embarrassing moment (laughs) in his life when he pooped himself on stage. Yep, so while appearing on Kiss FM's Will and Woody radio show in Australia on Thursday, the singer was asked to tell a story he's never told before. In reply, he spilled the beans about the time he pooped his pants on stage. He said, I was with a few friends yesterday when we were just talking about how there's a point in your life where as an adult, you can remember the last time you shot your pants. He said that the incident happened four years ago and that he was saved by a rapid costume change. He said, it's fresh, but I've been able to work through it. A lot of therapy. He said, let's just say it was a bad day to choose to wear white clothing. You might, you think it might be a little toot. It might have been a little something else, a little something extra. Okay, ew. So it was like mid-wardrobe shit change during the set. If you go in the archives, there's a wardrobe change halfway through the show, and it was maybe a little bit like, oh, that was an interesting choice to change clothes that quickly. That's a story I've never told before. He said it was a light one. It wasn't a full. So I was able okay. to tell the tale. Okay. Cool. Let me know if you want more details on the color no. of the smell. My God. <laughs> no, he literally is being so detailed. It's borderline offensive. Um, I do often wonder about people who perform so much. Like, I've never seen, you know, like a star sneeze. Like, how does Taylor Swift, like, not have to sneeze for the whole three hours? You know what I mean? I mean, your body does, like, kind of get with the program when you have, like, a lot riding on things. Like, your body just, like, figures it out. But I think when you perform so much, like, you're obviously – bound to something to go wrong and I do often think about that so I'm glad he told the story because I I did wonder but he did you know go into such grave detail I'm 
as somebody who like at one point was really attracted to Joe Jonas, I'm definitely second guessing myself. Yeah, I think it's really generous of you to compare like shitting your pants to a sneeze, which like a sneeze is so involuntary. No, for sure. But I'm like more, I'm really talking about like just bodily functions that we experience every day that you really can't experience on stage. Yes, I agree with that. Like even having to pee. Which right. they schedule time for pee breaks and I'm sure like you plan your drinking beforehand. Um, it just sounds like he was getting a little brazen with his farts on stage. Yeah, no, like, I mean that's he probably crazy. farts like, a lot on stage and he just like kind of got confused. I mean, it's kind of the perfect place to fart. It's so loud, nobody's gonna hear you. Um, everybody in the room is like jumping, sweating, screaming, crying, throwing up. Like there's just smells everywhere. Like no one's gonna assume that the smell is like something you created. Right. So I, I get that. I do. That's why, you know. I think we'd all be lying if we said, like, you know, none of us have ever, like, farted at a club. It's really the perfect place to fart. Um, Having said that, um, it was a lot of detail. Yeah, it was. But it's a slow news day, so this is big news. No, he could... He couldn't have chosen a worse time to tell this story because it's getting way more pickup than it normally would. I've seen it everywhere because there's really nothing going on. Like, everyone's on strike, so no, no. one's, like, doing anything. And it's like he told it in Australia. Like, I think he thought... And it made its way I'll all the way. it in this corner of the world. <laughs> My American yeah. friends will never know. They'll never find out. But no. That's so funny and so true. And I'm like, the timing truly couldn't have been worse. Yeah. Now it's it's literally the biggest story of the day. The of day. The I saw it like three times this morning before we even started recording. It's the number one fast five. <laughs> it literally is the number one fast five. I'm so sorry, Joe. Um, but your timing really could have been better. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Jake Owen is addressing the rumors that claim Taylor Swift. Jake Owen? Jake Owen, the country The country singer. star? Yeah. Wow, deep cut. He's so random. But the rumor is that Sparks Fly is about him. What? And he's addressing the rumor. So he said that he's not the man behind Taylor Swift's song Sparks Fly. Following the release of Speak Now, Taylor's version, the singer admitted he's aware that Swifties have theories about him being the inspiration for the 2010 song. He said, it's a great song and the speculation has always been funny to me. I'm sure Taylor probably laughs at it too, but I'm happy to even have my name in the discussion around it. She's so sweet. She's an amazing girl and an amazing artist. It's been incredible to see how she's grown as a musician and what a global phenomenon she's become. So according to... The Swifties, they speculate that it's about him because she wrote um, Portland, Oregon in the song's liner notes, allegedly hinting at their performance in the city together. Like, I think she was opening for him 17 years ago. They performed in Portland and like, there's something about the song that's Portland. Right, Portland, Oregon. I know, I knew it. Like, I didn't have enough time to think it through. Oregon. I, like, how do you say it? Portland, Oregon. But like. I know probably Oregon is how Oregonians say it, but mm. the way that I speak is like through accentuated vowels. I have to be true to myself, Oregon. Okay. The, I mean, and I also, guess it's I would the, say Oregon like the Oregon Trail. Trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Probably like the best fun fact I currently have in my arsenal is that the Oregon Trail was created by Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. Yeah. And that was like a part of the education company that he first sold that made him like a billionaire and why he's really eligible for being a shark. Yeah, as he should be. As he should be. He's also Bring just back the, the best shark. Trail. It's taken me years to, like, realize really? it. Really? When I used to watch the show in earnest, you know, before, you know, I was just a young girl watching. Before you became jaded. Yeah, when I was just young, I thought he was, like, really unnecessarily mean. 
I agree. And now I'm like, these people need to hear this. He's saving people time and money and, so and by not sugarcoating their bad ideas. No, you are 100% right. I think it's kind of that thing where like you watch TV for many year, years of your life, Sex in the City, and your, your POV on the characters as a young person versus, you know, once you're matured, it changes completely. Yeah, like I would definitely be the Simon now. Maybe growing up, I fancied myself a little Paul. Oh, Randy. Randy. You were definitely a but Randy. But now growing I'm up. like, people need to hear hard truths. And nobody so wants to say it. Nobody wants to be the one. But you're going to be the one. I would be the one now. No, I agree with you completely. I used to be like, oh my God, he's so mean. But like sometimes these people like are so dumb and they need to be told that. And, like, some of the other sharks just say, like, nonsense in order to get out of the deal because they, yeah. like, obviously don't want to be a part of the deal. So they're, like, blah, blah, Bye. blah, I'm out. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Wonderful at least takes the time to let them know why, like, he doesn't want to be in the deal. And, like, why totally. your idea is shit. Totally. Knowledge no, you're is power. Right. Wait, can we go back to Jake Owen? Yeah. Um, I had literally no idea his name was even a part of the Swift universe. He's such a random, like, old school country artist. Um, having said that, that's such a nice thing to say about Taylor, like that he's just happy to be a part of the conversation. And he's a cutie. So like I could totally see Taylor having like opened for him and had a crush on him. He's like extremely good looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sparks Fly is such a nice song. Like it's yeah, it's I, completely complimentary. I want to look up the lyrics. Like it's just a, a very flattering song if it's potentially written about you. Yeah, who else, who, do you have any names in the mix for who it was about? I never, I never thought who is Sparks Fly about. Like, I think of the whole Speak Now era as, like, about different people. Does he have green eyes? Hit me with those green eyes, baby, as the lights go down. Give me something that'll haunt me when you're not around. Does he he have green green eyes? eyes? Does John Mayer? John Mayer. And I don't think Speak Now, I don't think Sparks Fly is about John Mayer. John Mayer has brown eyes. Okay, okay. He's a brown-eyed right. girl. My brown-eyed girl. So and, it's and, and like, get me with those green eyes, baby, as the lights go down. Because they were, like, doing a show On together. Tour. Yeah. And the lights went down. Because then the lights go up. Give me something that'll haunt me when you're not around. Oh, that might be a reference to Haunted. Who's Haunted which is also on, Which is also on Speak Now. So if we could figure out who's Haunted is about, too, we could perhaps connect the two. Mm-hmm. You and I walk a fragile line because they work together. I have known it all this time, but I never thought I'd live to see it break. Okay, I don't know what that's about. I'm getting quiet and it's all too time and I can't trust anything now. And it's coming over you like it's all a big mistake. Okay. I don't know. I just want to say the song's about Jake Owen. Okay, continue. She, she said, like, my mind forgets to remind me you're a bad idea. I imagine, like, one, Work. he was 10 years older than her and um, yep. probably married. They just because. Um, you're a bad idea. You touch me once and it's really something. You find I'm even better than you imagined I would be. He literally just said that in the interview. Like, she's an amazing artist. I think he was probably, like, so taken. By her beauty, her talent, her youth. She was even better than he imagined she would be. She's on her guard for the rest of the world, but with him, she knows it's no good. She could wait patiently, but she really wishes he would drop everything now. Meet her in the Meet pouring rain. Meet her in rain. the pouring rain. It's very rainy in the Pacific Northwest. It's so true. Kiss oh her my on God. the sidewalk. Take away the pain because she seeks sparks fly whenever he smiles. Ma- and, and maybe, maybe his show had pyrotechnics. 
maybe. Sparks are, were flying. But he also, like, has a gorgeous smile. I think he has veneers. <laughs> He's extremely handsome. He's, ext- like, how do you go on tour with this man and not write a song about him, honestly? And, like, not fall in love with him when you're the opener. So he's, like, much more famous than you. I'm sure he was a, you know, a real mentor to her. And he's so handsome. And she's so young and impressionable. I I never thought for, I never would have guessed it's about him. But, like, it totally could be. It's totally about him. But I also think he has no idea it's about him. Right. Because it's really a song about a crush. It's not about two people who ever fell in love. It's, like, about, right, it's you a, know, someone watching. It's like watching. a daydream. It's a yeah, fantasy. It's like, yeah. It's, like, enchanted, kind of. Yeah, so he has no idea it's about him. She thinks, like, he thinks that she and him are laughing about this together. Meanwhile, she's laughing at him that he has no right. clue. Totally. We're not laughing with you, Jake. We're laughing at you. <laughs> but I'm glad that that he said this because now we know it is about him. No, now we know he's a part of the Speak Now universe. I did not know that. Yeah, and that he's a good one. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, and he's so handsome. Yeah, and he's, like, random, too. It's not obvious. Like, like John Mayer's so obvious, you know? Yeah, like, that's everyone's crush. But, like, more girls should right. be crushing on Jake Owen. Agreed. Agreed. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. It's actually a great story because we get to talk about Shark Tank some more. Because oh. Shark Tank star Barbara Corcoran is showing off her $1 million mobile home. Oh, she I saw it She said it's on her TikTok. Taj Mahal. So Shark Tank star Barbara Corcoran, Corcoran <laughs> shocked fans when she took viewers inside her mobile home. In a TikTok video posted by Caleb Simpson, the creator known to document a host of celebrity homes, she's seen giving a tour of her humble West Coast pad in affluent Pacific Palisades. Uh, she calls it a double wide. She said, here's my Taj, Taj Mahal, she added, explaining that she paid 800 k for the home and invested 150 k more for renovations. Her kitchen is equipped with the leftover tiles she had at her New York City penthouse, which overlooks Central Park. Um, she said that she prefers her mobile home, which boasts ocean views, to her luxury Manhattan pad. She said, as beautiful as my New York City penthouse is over the park with all this space, it does not have an ocean. And there's no arguing with the ocean. There is an allure to looking at the ocean that you can't beat, in my opinion. So, you know, Barbara's a queen. <clears throat> Having said that, this could never be me. Yeah, like, this is oh, like one I'm of your least multi- favorite celebrity trends. Yeah, like glorifying, you know being middle class you know like I just oh I want a house by the ocean and I'm Barbara Corcoran let me go buy the biggest one in Malibu like I love her for not being wasteful like I get it but like why don't you leave like the small houses for people who need them you know yeah but it's it's not it's not very small it has two three bedrooms and two I watched the video I watched a video it must be like 1500 square feet yeah but it can go on the road no, no, I don't think it's like a mobile home like that. Well, it says mobile. It's not a mobile home. You know how like um like like kind of in like a trailer park, like not all the houses are trailers. They're like the guess you could pick them up and move them, but like they're planted in the ground. You know what I mean? Got it. Yes, yes, yes. I mean it has to be. It's so big. Yeah. It's very pretty and very well done. Like the inside looks like, you know, Chip and Joe were there. Yeah, she said it's a part-time home for her. She uses it a number of weeks a year and would be thrilled if she wanted 12 weeks a year, honestly. So she doesn't, like, actually live there. She said... No, no, no. I like to see people use where I live and make it warmer, and, you know, they just leave a little puddle of happiness I feel behind when they move out at the end of the week. Oh, yeah, and so basically what she had said, I watched the video, is that she saw this house, like, went up, knocked on the door, and was like, I want to buy this house, and the lady was like, get the fuck out of here, bitch. It's not for sale. And Barbara was like, listen, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to give you a great price. And you can stay here whenever you want. So I think 
the woman who sold it to her like spends a lot of time there because Barbara said she only spends a couple weeks a year there. Okay, that's, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool, but like, why? I don't know. Why Maybe it's her this way of giving house? Back? No, I don't know. Well, I feel Barbara like there was... Corcoran is quirky. That Barbara Corcoran. <laughs> yeah, that's something that you need to know. Yeah. But I feel like, I feel like everyone it comes does through know. on the show. It comes through on the show, but in real life, she's just as, if not more, quirky. Ben just shot a video series with her. He, he was like, she was not what I expected. I'm like, no, I know. She's like kind of quirky. She came on The Breath once and she was not what I expected. And then not a lot whatsoever. of times she'll do other shows. And sometimes what she says like goes viral. She says crazy stuff. Like the stuff, like when she said her and Whoopi, like they, that she could like fit two of herself in Whoopi's pants. <laughs> yeah, she like, she says crazy shit. Yeah, she. <laughs> she got in she's so many nuts. She got in so much trouble for that. But see, she's not trying to like start drama. No. She's just like an oddball quirky queen. Right. Totally. So this maybe is just like one of those things we're gonna chalk up to like Barbara Quirkerin. Barbara Quirkerin, hundred percent. Yeah. And it's just so funny because like if you live in New York, I don't know if Cor I'm sure Corcoran exists outside of New York, but it's like the premier real estate it is like Sotheby's it's like so highbrow and just knowing it was started by quirky Barbara Corcoran is so funny yeah it is really funny and that is true I, I kind of forgot that Corcoran is her yeah I mean she I believe she sold it a while ago but it's her name like Corcoran it's all over like it's so elite like the biggest houses in the Hamptons and penthouses are all Corcoran like it's so elevated and highbrow and it's just like this nutty little lady you know <laughs> yeah it's hilarious. It really is. Oh, are you ready for our next story? No. No? Are you? No. Well, I am about to be because the next story is brought to you by Mattress Firm. Do you have a trouble? Do you have a sleeping routine? You know, I don't, but I should. And did you know that having a sleep routine is only one aspect of having a good night's sleep? And Mattress Firm can help with that. The first step is finding the right mattress for your needs. You can take their mattress matcher quiz on your phone and you'll be matched with a high quality mattress at every price point. So they have brands from, you know, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns and Foster, Serta, Purple, Beautyrest, Sleepies. And if you're looking for a convenient mattress in a box, Mattress Firm can also help you with that. So their mattress matcher tool helps identify common sleep disruptors like snoring, tossing and turning, pain, and it can pair you with the right mattress to help alleviate those disruptors. Plus, with their 120-night trial, you have 120 sleeps to make sure that it's perfect. And of course, Mattress Firm has more than just mattresses. They have accessories including cooling sheets, pillows that can help regulate temperature on hot summer nights like these. The last thing you want to have to worry about is delivery, and Mattress Firm offers free and fast delivery. The difference between having a great night's sleep and a bad one is everything, and the right mattress matters. Mattress Firm will help you find yours. They helped me and Ben find ours. We went to the store, uh, I believe, like four years ago. The mattress is still in amazing shape. Our mattress is from Tempur-Pedic. We got it from Mattress Firm. And right now, Mattress Firm is having their Black Friday sale. It's big deals on better sleep, and they are here early. So you can shop in-store or online at mattressfirm.com. They're really both premium experiences. So again, it's Black Friday now at Mattress Firm. Big deals on better sleep are here early. Shop in-store or online at mattressfirm.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by KiwiCo. KiwiCo believes that every kid is naturally creative and curious and that hands-on experiences build creative confidence and problem-solving skills that can change the world. So KiwiCo delivers, delivers seriously fun hands-on projects that inspire a lifelong love of learning. So KiwiCo projects spark creative confidence for ongoing tinkering and experimentation. Sure, you can buy a robot, but wouldn't it be way more fun to build your own? It's designed by experts, so the project's 
are designed by a team of educators, makers, engineers, and rocket scientists who brainstorm hundreds of ideas to create the most exciting, age-appropriate, and educational projects. They are real engineering, science, and art projects with high-quality materials. If you have a kid or if you watch kids, you know it takes a lot to keep them entertained, and of course you want it to be, like, you know, stimulating. And Kiwico is kind of just that, you know, for kids and for parents. Yeah, it really is so hard to find things that, are intellectually stimulating for the kids that they're actually going to enjoy and get something from. And KiwiCo is an amazing company that makes this so easy. They have something for kids of all ages, from infants and uh, preschoolers to teens and beyond. And the day the box arrives will sure to be your kid's favorite day of the month. So give them the tools to learn new skills, build new experiences, and make connections to the broader world. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence with KiwiCo. And get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at KiwiCo.com toast. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com slash toast kiwico.com slash toast you know who would love kiwico you young sheldon oh my god by the way when i started doing the read i literally thought the same thing (laughs) okay our next story little writer strike news the oppenheimer star-studded cast went on strike they made an early exit from the uk premiere of their movie as acting unions bring the industry to a halt. So an emotional Emily Blunt and Florence Pugh led the charge as the star-studded cast walked out of the film's UK premiere on Thursday as thousands of actors went on the biggest strike to hit Hollywood in 60 years. You know, the studios are so dumb because, like, they should just agree. They just need to, like, negotiate and get to a good place with the union because we're about to, like, enter into this, like, renaissance of movies like we were just talking about earlier in this week how theaters have been struggling and movies have been struggling getting people in theaters and now it's like this barbie hype and the oppenheimer hype and now all these moments are being you know sidetracked because of the the strike so it would really just behoove them to make it work yeah i mean i think they're trying to make it work it's just the gap is so wide that's what fran was saying like i feel like they're both trying to come to the table but they're they really can't see each other i don't know what's gonna have to give you know, Fran held a press conference, and I think she was asked, like, you know, how could you be gallivanting, you know, in Italy, Dolce & Gabbana, Kim Kardashian, when there's such an important thing going on? And she's like, that is work. Like, we are working. I'm sure Kim Kardashian would rather be at home with her three kids at her house. Like, we are working. I was literally, you know, in three different time zones, up all night, working with everyone. Like, but I still have to work. And honestly, I just, like, loved the direct nature of her response. Like, she was like, fuck you. Yeah, no, she was taking no shit. And also, like, I think people need to reserve that kind of outrage for, like, politicians who are right. not, like, where they need to be and, like, instead off gallivanting. Like, like seriously, leave Fran alone. Like, don't Fran fucking start alone. with Fran. Like, she can do her job remotely. And it's, like, right. you know, actors and writers. And it's, like, they'll be okay. I have, the like, the utmost faith in Fran. Like, that's what I was saying the other day. Like, you know... It's Fran versus, versus Bob Iger. Like, but I really, I, I'm putting my money on Fran. I just feel like if Fran and Bob got into the room, they could, just the two of them, yeah. you know, kind of put, set all the noise aside. But I they feel can't, like, Jackie. There's so much red tape. I know. But I feel like if it was the two of them, they both seem like, like logical, level-headed business people. Like, if they could just get to talking. Wait. I kind of ship. Like, I feel like this is the start of, like, a romance novel. It's She's the head of, of the actor's like the union. Yeah, literally. But she's ahead of no. They're on equal playing fields now because oh, you're right. Of the no, it is a romance novel. Like they're it's it's enemies to lovers, and they have to right, and they have to like be locked in a room. Like we're not getting out of this room. We're sleeping in the same bed until yeah. we figure out. And then they literally they leave the room with you know the best deal for everyone and you know a, a ring on her hand. Yeah, they need to simplify this. 
Yeah. What is the name of this romance book slash movie called where Fran and Bob, like, it's like something about like the art of the deal, you know? Ooh, or not like the SAG saga? No, that's too obvious. Like, one of my books, it would be called like The Exchange, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Totally. I literally just read a book it would called be like the, Deal. the It was horrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or no, like, strike through her heart. Right. It's the deal he never expected and she never wanted. Like, something like that. That's good. <laughs> Obsessed. We figured it out. Obsessed. Write We've... the book. Somebody get Colleen on it. But we also have the solution to the strike. Yeah. No, I kind of ship. I don't know what both of their marital like situations are, but they are perfect for each other. Yeah, and just get the two of them in the room together and this thing will sort itself out. No one else. Because other people, I feel like other people have like interests. You know, people have like vested yes. interests in like agendas. In, in, in halting things. And, you know, yep. everyone has their agenda. You got to look out for them. But I feel like Fran and Bob are, you know, they're operating. They have their agenda, obviously. But like for their people. It's the one that we know. You know, it's not like the – the back channeling that we don't ulterior know. motive yeah love that okay so solved just also, an idea like i just want to say like going to a premiere getting like all dressed and taking all the pictures and like them leaving i just feel like the premiere counterintuitive over, like, you didn't really like make a statement because you like the the part that happens next like we don't even get to see and it's like what you I, I i imagine they don't want to see their movie again like they kind of like Facts. game the system <laughs> They no, get to so like true. look like they're like, hi, I'm helping. It's performative. But it was like better for them that they only had to show up for 20 minutes, but they still got their Getty photo. Right. They got like the PR, which is the whole point of a premiere. Right. Right. Like you point. could have like canceled the whole premiere and a good point. made a statement. Yeah. So I just don't really feel like they did anything. But um. no, that's fact. That's my take. No, that's major facts. <laughs> and then they did like this whole walkout. While the cameras were up, thus making it more no, they, uh, they, press for the film. The, the whole thing is more press for the film. Like, we wouldn't be talking about their UK premiere. Like, it was so self-serving. No, it was kind of perfect. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Respect Look like a hero. Look like a hero. Promote your, mo- your movie. Yeah. Not actually have to sacrifice anything. Right. Get home anyone. earlier. Not have to see this long-ass movie again. Go to bed happy but you got your pics to post to the gram where you can pretend like you were helping <laughs> right love the that performative for act, the cycle of performative activism continues to move the cycle is complete yes <laughs> are you ready for our fifth and final story yes because chloe kardashian is denying that she was shading black trima China with comments about Dream. So in this week's episode of The Kardashians, it's Dream's sixth birthday party. Chloe's talking a little bit about her role as... Oh my God, that was six years ago, the Black and Ch- Black China and yeah, Rob thing. That makes sense. That's when we were like doing the breath. Yeah, I know. It's just so crazy. It, it actually tracks. Feels like yesterday. And I was doing a Blaze pizza ad. <laughs> yeah, liter- literally. Um, so Chloe talks about like her role in Dream's life and her role like as Rob's sister and you can tell that she's trying to be so delicate about the matter and political the only thing that she really says is like I feel like I'm a third parent sometimes she never like you know a a 
what could have felt like more true and harsher would have been like I feel like Dream's mom but she that, didn't say yeah. anything like that like she said I don't have a relationship with Dream's mom because she sued us for hundreds of millions of dollars um but like Dream has her mom and I just feel like a yeah. third parent sometimes because I'm so close to Rob and yeah. like True and Dream are so close so I'm just like always with Dream Chloe's role in Dream's life like came up a few times on the show and you could really tell she like was struggling with how to word what she was saying while not being disrespectful. So I think then people took that and ran with it, like that she's a co-parent to Dream, yeah. she's usurping Dream's mom. So she took to Instagram to say, it saddens me to see clickbait headlines that are taken out of context or twisted to be something that they're not. I love all of my nieces and nephews more than I can express. She said that she's particularly close with Dream. My brother and I are extremely close. I'm with Dream all the time because I'm with my brother all the time. I love her beyond measure. She also said that she's really close with True. Um, I wholeheart- She said, I wholeheartedly believe that it takes a village to raise a child. Life is full of ups and downs, and I am proud that we have a family that can lean on one another. That's what family does. She said, Rob is doing the best he can as a parent and in life. Angela is doing the best she can as a parent and in life. And I am doing the best I can as a parent and in life. We are all trying to do our best in life. Our children are healthy and happy. So she's really, like, slamming these exaggerations. Headlines. Which is, I'm sure, so frustrating for her because she really wasn't trying to say anything. No, and I think we learned that Rob has, I think, primary custody of Dream. So Chloe being with Dream all the time actually makes a lot of sense because she's so close with Rob. Right, and, and Rob I know, is always like, with his daughter. Instagram is not reality, but it's Dream is always with yeah the, the kids. The kids. Which I, you know what, and she should be because like there's literally three other girls that are her age, like Dream, Chicago, Stormy, and True and Stormy are like all the same age, and they like the same. Yeah, no, you should grow up with your cousins. There's literally nothing wrong with this. Yeah, I'm just really curious, like if anything has changed between China and the girls since China found God. I know. I feel like they would have that in common, and I was what I was about to say is like I feel so um, kind of conflicted with the China thing because like she was really horrible to the Kardashians and I feel like the Kardashians like did all that they could for her and she ended up suing them for hundreds of millions of dollars but I'm also in this you know I'm following her journey where like you know she's getting her filler removed and she's kind of like living this more modest lifestyle and I'm really really like rooting for her um I think it's like a genuine change so I don't know how to grapple both those ideas yeah me too. I mean, maybe it just takes time. Like, maybe I think they are very forgiving, and a lot they has are. like happened in their family. They kind of have to have like a short memory. But I imagine that, like, sure, China says she's changed and is changing, but like, you kind of need to stick with it longer it. before yeah. we're gonna like believe you. Um, but who knows if China even forgives them because she feels like she was wronged by them, right? But it would be better for everyone if everyone could get on the same page. So in the context of the episode from this week, what, where did she say that? Did she throw Dream a birthday party? She threw Dream her birthday party, yeah. So there was like a conversation. Once she's on the phone with Rob planning the party, like writing down everything Dream wants. Then at the party, like her and Scott are Was in. Rob on camera? Rob, he, no, just his voice. But she Damn. said she thinks Rob will come back to the show eventually that he talks about it. And he seemed extremely well on the phone. Good. Like they were just like, like having like a normal brother sister combo. Um, you would never know that like he he was struggling for so long. Like it was just totally a fine conversation about like the kids party. Okay, good. And I, Chloe I, said, I saw like, a bunch of clips. Chloe said he's the best dad. Oh, which is really sweet. Yeah, there were a lot of clips. The episode like was I actually didn't really love it. Um, okay. it was all about this like Christmas album, which was um, 
I think other people enjoyed it. I, I don't know why I didn't. It was, like, really bothering me. Like, they were The recording. clips that I saw were so funny. No, they were recording this album. It was like, no one wanted to record it. And it's like, nobody has a gun to your guys' head. Like, you don't have to do things you don't no, want to do. This family and Christmas, like, between the Christmas card, like, they always, there's so much. I guess that's kind of relatable. Like, holidays really bring out the worst in people, like, when you're with your family for so long. But, like, they need to stop doing things together on Christmas because it's always a fight. No, and, like, they're all freaking out about having to sing. Like, nobody wants to sing. First of all, apparently Kendall has a good voice. She won't participate. I saw that clip. Are you kidding me? That's so lame. So I was like, lame. Girl, you have a good voice? Let's hear it. Kylie wouldn't do it either because it's not how she oh. sees her singing career going. She she was in one scene and she stole the show. With her singing? No, with her commentary. She was like, so what? funny. Kendall and Kylie are giving us nothing. Chloe literally was having a panic attack about singing, but she wouldn't. <sighs> she wanted to do it because she had FOMO if they did it without her. But yeah. she's literally having a miserable time. Kim, like, doesn't, you know how shy she gets. She doesn't want to sing, and she, like, runs away and is, like, calls Babyface and is, like, let's do our own song, and then I can just, like, present it to the family, and I'll be, like, totally auto-tuned. It's, like, wait, so, so literally baby. not one of you wants to do this. Why are we doing Why? this? And why are they doing it? Whose idea is it? It's Courtney's idea. She thinks it's a fun way for the family to spend time together. They love Christmas. Chris, Chris's song last year, like, charted. And they're going to donate all the money to charity. But, like, why do I need to listen to a Christmas song from a bunch of people who don't want to be singing who have really bad voices? Okay, I agree with that. But I do, like, agree with Courtney that it's a fun thing to do. It's for charity. They love Christmas. Like, I don't know why everyone wouldn't, like, want to be on board. They're just, like, the way that they're freaking out about having to sing, it's, like, are – is that normal? No, like, nobody's putting a gun to your head. No, You're and right. it's like, like, I have the worst voice. But put me in the studio, bitch. Put me in, coach. Like, they were so shy and, like, literally freaking out. Like, I can't explain it. And I was just like, so why are we doing this? Right. I don't know. It was so honestly unnecessary. Frustrating. And bizarre. And then we had Dream's birthday. And then also, um, oh, Kim pranked the family. Saying she was going to be the Bachelorette. Oh, I saw that clip going viral and everyone was like, is this real? Like, how dumb are you? Like, how long do you have to be, like, on the internet to, like, have awareness as to what's real and what's not? Like, never for one mere moment did I think Kim Kardashian was going to be the Bachelorette when I saw that clip. They're like, tune in to find out. And she was, like, pranking Chris. And so Chris, like, immediately calls Robert Mills and is like, I heard you're talking to Kim about being the Bachelorette. This is just, like, not how I see her career going. And it's like, Kim's career is gone like it, it is wherever right. she, she, it's what it's where she it can needs do whatever to be. she wants she has a four billion dollar valuation for her company she's the most famous woman in the world she can do whatever the fuck she wants you don't have to worry about like her direction yeah. of her career so her true. career no, it's, it's like saying I, I don't know Bob Iger doesn't know if he wants if his career is where he wants it to be going the thing with the pranks and the Kardashians is like there are like a few that are beyond iconic of course like Todd Crane's Art Vandelay but for every Art Vandelay, there's one of these. Like, there's so – there's actually, like, ten bad pranks. It's so true. Also, For every one good one. The beginning of the episode, Chris and Scott were talking about Mason's Bar Mitzvah. And oh, that, I saw that clip, too. Wow, I've literally seen the whole episode from you, TikTok. You have. That I'm really excited for. It was so cute so far. He's, like, studying. I know. With, with his tutor, he loves the tutor. I'm obsessed. I was obsessed with that, too. I also think it was, like – clearly um an intentional conversation like wanting 
and I, I respect it. Like there was a lot of conversation at that time in the culture about Kanye and his stance on Jews. And I think this was a nice reminder. Like a lot of the Kardashian kids are actually Jewish. Right. It was a really good time for there to be a bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah. No, Not I can't Not saying that's why that. they did it, but like, you know, can't we acknowledge? Also, uh, uh, I saw a lot of clips. I guess there was a lot of like Cl- Scott and Chloe, you know, time this episode. And really the more I watch, like the more certain I am that these two, like, that's how their story ends. Like, them. Them. It ends with them. There's really no reason that it doesn't end with them. The whole show. Like, I get it. The I e- get it. It's the, weird. No. The E! show plus this show, like, is just a whole long storyline of, like. Love story. A love story between Scott and Chloe. Yeah, okay. So Mason's dad would also be his uncle. Like, it's fine. Crazier things have happened. Especially in that family. I know. I don't even think it's, like, that disgusting. I don't think so either. Like, Courtney hates him. Hate with every fiber of her being. She didn't post for him on Father's Day. I thought that was so weird. Did she post for Travis? I believe so. I remember, I remember watching her stories and being like, is she going to, like, say something about Scott? Because he is the father of her children. And I didn't see anything. If she posted something later, correct me, but I did not see anything. Damn. I feel like there's such bad blood. They're never in, they're never in one scene together. So maybe, like, a good way to warm up to him would be, you know, to see her sister so happy. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a theory. Oh, and then there was, like, a lit dinner between Scott, Chloe, and Kim. Kim was third wheeling. I saw that one. Where they were just, like, talking to the camera. Yeah. Talking about. Well, I really do not need to watch this episode. No, you I've don't. seen everything. And they were talking about, like, all the crazy things people, like, say about them. But it was, like, things I've right. never heard. Like, that Kim had a tear in one of her confessionals. They said it was a CGI tear. Oh, I saw that. It did look CGI. I guess. But, like, that's, okay, that's not what people are talking about. Like, we're talking no, about Balenciaga. No, no. Right. And you're not. <laughs> I don't know if Balenciaga has happened yet in the show. I don't think it has. Because she's wearing it in Because she literally walks into the piano lesson with the song teacher and puts her Balenciaga bag right <laughs> on the piano. Yeah, no. It's definitely before. Yeah. And we'll see if they discuss. I, I'm not getting the vibe that they're going to. Me neither, because I think there's only 10 episodes in a season, and, like, we're halfway through. Oh, yeah, and I feel like they would tease it more. They would tease it if they were talking about it, because they know that we want to hear about it. Yeah. Darn, darn, darn. Well, I guess I'm not going to be watching the new episode of The Kardashians, because I've pretty much seen it. So there's that. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah. That's our show. I hope everyone has an amazing weekend. We are back on Monday, so don't miss your girlies too much, but make sure to rate, review, subscribe, you know, so this episode can go number one and beat Smartless. Fuck those guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennium Morning Show, where we love the past five stories you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give it a thumbs up. Also available as podcasts where podcasts will be found on Spotify, Twitter, Public Radio, Radio, Casper, so this is with this podcast, but it's so if you're a beautiful study, you'll be really talented. We are. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Love you dearly. Love you. Bye.